Thank you all for tuning in with Up Close with Monique McNeil. I am your host, Monique McNeil. Today, we're going to talk to a very special guest. Uh, we're going to speak to Fatu. She is talking with us today from Sweden. That's right, all the way from Sweden. And she's going to share with us about the awareness of HIV. She's going to disclose her story, and she's going to enlighten us, and we're going to help her spread this awareness and spread the word about HIV and get her story out there because she definitely has a story to tell. Fatsu, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sis Muni. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're on today to talk about HIV awareness and to, yes. to help spread the word, to share your story. Um, about your triumph and your strength to overcome the stigma, the trying to have people to understand that there is a stigma when it comes to uh, HIV and yes. adequate resources and, and, and medications. So yes. if you could tell us your story, Fatu, tell us all about Fatu. Tell us how did you get into this line of work and what brings you here on Up Close with Monique McNeil today? My reason of me having this interview with you today, and uh, I want to tell my story so that people can know what I go through with my HIV story and the stigma and all that in my community. And that's why bring me to speak about my HIV story to you. So spread awareness about HIV. Right. So that other young people can. Yeah. Right. And it's like yeah. th th this right. This comes at a perfect timing to have this interview because, you know, I was speaking to a lot of people and, and you know, with this pandemic going on right now in the world, um, we need to re-remind people that there are still things that exist even when this pandemic may disappear. That issues <laughs> such as such as AIDS and HIV is still very real and it's still a battle yes. that must yes. be fought. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So what is, how did you first discover that you were um, HIV positive and how did that happen? I left from Gambia 2007 and I came to Denmark 2007 and in June, in January, in March, I arrived to, to Denmark, Copenhagen in March, and I got sick. I started having some rashes on my skin. I was feeling pain, diarrhea, joint pains, and some headache. And then I decided to go to the clinic to get some tests because where I came from, Liberia, it was it's a war country at that time. There was war. Mm -hmm. And I traveled in so many other countries before coming to Gambia. I was in Guinea, Senegal, all those different places. So when I came to, to Denmark, I got sick. And I I just said to myself, I, do, I have to take HIV test. Right. So a lot of time I was married to a Danish guy. And I went to the hospital. I took the test. And then I came home because I, I never had... Uh, my my Danish paper a lot of time. I just came on three month visa. So it takes them longer time to even give me 
my result about my HIV status. It take me it take them two to three months wow. before they could even tell me. Yeah, in Denmark. And then one day, uh, after one after two months, two weeks, I asked my my ex husband. I said, uh, can we not call a hospital so you can find a sense of taking my test? I haven't heard anything from them. Nobody calling me. And then. He called a hospital a lot of time. I wasn't speaking Danish. I don't understand the language. And then they told him that your your wife has HIV and that is HIV in Denmark. And when they told him, he was shocked. At that time, I was sharing. He was sharing hot with his mother, and he couldn't tell me that I was HIV positive on the spot. You know, right. he ran to his mom. Ran in her mother's house and told her mother, oh, father have HIV. They just tell me. Call all her people, like his sister and brother, tell them about my HIV starter. Oh. And then he was just running around the house. So I asked him, I said, but can you tell me what, what is the result? Because Loa see you look very nervous and uncomfortable. Come and sit down, Lotta. And then he finally take a seat close to me. And he said to me, Fatu, I'm so sorry. The doctor told me from the hospital that you are HIV positive. Wow. And I went in silent. I was in silent because I was not expecting that. All kinds of thoughts came in my head. What am I getting from? Why is me? Why I have to get HIV? I was ready in silent. I got shocked in silent for for some time. Yes. Wow. I knew in the 2007. I got in serious silence from that. And finally, I called the hospital. He called the hospital. He came with amulet for me. But then I told the the, the people to the hospital in the in the in the amulet that. He shouldn't come with me because he exposed me too much to his family. He was supposed to keep my privacy. That was my privacy. Mm-hmm. He didn't supposed to tell his mother, his children, oh. and all his friends. But everybody, yeah, everybody knew because it was a small village outside Copenhagen at that time. It was very small village. Everybody knew everybody. So when he tell his friends, everybody start talking. So I told the hospital, I don't want him to come with me. I want to be alone in the clinic. I mean, in a hospital, in an infection hospital. Right. So, yeah, they sent car for me. I went to the hospital. I was there for like one week because I was so down. I have a lot of righteous skin on my skin. I was really, really down. And I was in the hospital for some time. They gave me some drips and they gave me some other pills to start before my real HIV treatment. They have to start with some other pills with me. And I took that pills for like five to six days in the hospital. And then I told the hospital that I wanted to go to my friend somewhere in Copenhagen. So the hospital booked me a ticket. They helped me arrange ticket for the train. And I called my friend. I told my friend, I said, I'm coming to you right now when I'm here. My life is upside down. I'm so confused. I'm so disturbed. I want to come to you and have some rest in your place. Right. Yeah, and she said, Yes, Fatu, it's okay. But this friend of mine, she came to my to my ex husband play at that time when I came from Africa. So my ex has her telephone number. So and then when he 
me. My friend called him. After I and my friend told him, he's coming to me. Do you know about that? And then he told my friend immediately on the phone, first with HIV positive. She escaped me from her drug. She don't want to take her medication. So, oh my and then gosh. my friend already knew that. Yes, my friend already knew that I was HIV positive. To her and she waited for me at the train station. I went to her, she took me to her house, we were there, and then she started to change behavior towards me. She started calling other people to in Malmo here. A lot of time I don't even know Malmo. She started calling some other Liberians she know here, telling her, Oh, I to run away from her husband, she get HIV, she don't want to take her medication. So people already knew about me before I even moved to Malmo, choose this sister that I know. Oh, so people wow. started talking. Yes. So he was already he was, she was, spreading yeah. your the your your business out. So it did it cause a stigma for you when you got there? Oh my God! When I came to Malmo, one of the sisters I knew that I was HIV positive. The friend that told her from Denmark, she came close to me actually 2013 when I moved to this state I live in in Malmo. She came to me, she was in my house for two to three weeks. She never had an apartment. And then she came to me, we were together because I knew her from Africa when I was like 15 years. I knew her from Africa. So she was, she was a little bit older than me. So I had trust in her. We were together. She had a daughter. At that time, her little girl was 11 years. My daughter was just around three years old. So her daughter was having more time with my daughter. They were playing together. And then we were there having good time talking. And then one day she asked me, it's very nice, in a nice way, she asked me, Fatu, I heard that you HIV positive. Someone told me from Denmark. I said, who the person? And then she called this friend of mine name. And this friend of mine also happened to be her friend. We know each other from Africa before we come to Europe. So she told me all the other thing. I said, okay, since you want to know the truth from me, I will definitely open up to you and I hope you can keep my secret. Because I thought she's a person that I knew from Africa and she could keep my secret. At that time, I was taking three different pills. I have one of my pills, I was in the freeze and it has to cool down because it was, it, was, it was like liquid. So this pill will have to be in the freeze. So I took my three bottles of pills. At that time, I was taking three pills every day in a month. That was 90 pills. In a month. Wow. I was taking every day. Right, the medication. Yeah. Yes, the HIV viral low medication. At that time, I was taking three. So I brought my medication and put it right on the table in front of her. And I told her, I said, this is me. This is my medication. I've been taking it from 2007, and my viral is very low. <laughs> In my body, my virus is under control because of this medication and my daughter is HIV free. I trusted her. We didn't finish the conversation. She started calling people around Malmo, you know. She started to call people telling her, oh, I have I have found out from Fatu Fatu is HIV positive. So people started calling me from different angles, you know. People started calling me. Why you have to tell this woman you are HIV positive? And don't come to our house. We don't want your child to play with our child. 
We don't want you to come to us because people are afraid before you come and drink water for all you spread the virus. It was so much going on, you know. All Liberian in Manu were just talking about me because this woman was, she was carrying my news so badly. She didn't even know, she didn't even go on the internet to search about HIV to check how the medication like today. She was just talking bad on me. So everybody was just talking on I am a dollar. People told my dollar was HIV positive. They were sick my me. And it was so much, 2013 all the way to 2015, our attack, 2015 in, in a shopping mall. In a shopping mall on Christmas Eve, 2015, our attack, I and my daughter. I went to get some gay for my daughter and then I meet a Liberian woman that heard I was HIV positive. So she started screaming with my name in the shopping mall. Oh my gosh. HIV positive, HIV positive. Yes, I am a child, you know. She started screaming with our name. And then me and her would get into fight. It was it was so bloody and the security came. They oh. took her in the toilet for some time. It took them almost one and a half hour before the police could arrive. When the police came, they carried her and they carried me to my home. I and my daughter gave me some number to call for counseling, to book time for counseling. I and my daughter were going through counseling for, for almost six months, 20 16, we're going for counseling from December all the way to June. Right. 2016, we're going for counseling. Yeah. Because the situation was very bad for her. She was panicked. My little girl was panicked. And since then, I just been having a tough time with Liberia here in the community. You know, they just see me. They see me with people. They call me HIV positive. If they see me with friends, they don't know that friend condition. They just, anyone they see me or they get to the person I'm HIV positive. They just want me to be lonely for years and years. It feels so comfortable to do that. I am a daughter in this country. Yeah. It's wow. so good for that. That yeah. must have been really hard for you because it's like not oh. only are you, you know, dealing with what you, your disease, you're dealing with this virus, you're dealing with this disease every day. Yeah. And yeah. to be be called out and made to feel that you don't belong or that your daughter could not, you know, be played with or you couldn't socialize with people because of how they made you feel. Yes. Yes. They really try to cancel me in this place. I am a daughter. They, they try to stick my I am a daughter in this place. And then finally, I get in contact with my, with my counselor from the clinic. After all this stigma, my counselor, I was, I was active with my counselor going there for some help. And she, she recommended me a group here in Magno called NOASAC. And then I finally went to that group. I met a lot of people like myself, you know, with children. So I feel my, I, I, I start to find myself there. I started to feel much more positive in that group. Right. Then I become very active, yeah. Then I become very active in a group. I tell the woman that okay, I want to be a volunteer. I want to be a volunteer in this group. I want to give give people the opportunity when they come from 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 other part of Africa. They want to, to learn about stigma, about the medication. You can call me. I would love to talk to them. You know, I will volunteer myself to give them my story. So when yeah. people come from Liberia, yeah. Now let's talk about the, uh, you, you mentioned the medication. Um, 
is medication difficult to access in Liberia? Is it something that is easily accessible? Yes, medication is in Liberia, actually. Medication is in Liberia. Almost to most clinics, they have medication. But the problem in Liberia, the stigma is so high in Liberia. Right. And that's what's going to keep this virus on the rise. Because if you're not talking about it and you're not disclosing, you know, this disease, this virus, and you're not speaking about it, then you're not going to be proactive against it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So that's what you're. So that's what you're actually trying to do, Mike. Am I correct to try that's to get right. more people to talk about this virus and that it's real and that, that this is is what is happening? So we can be. So you could be proactive with protecting yourselves. Now, is there access to condoms or protection from this virus in Liberia? In Liberia, I don't think they have a lot of condoms because I talk to a lot of patients in Liberia. I, I talk to a lot of HIV people in Liberia, and sometimes there is no condom. They have to buy a condom, and not everybody can afford that right. in Liberia. Right. Yeah, they don't have they don't have condom like to to share with people like free. They don't have that. You have to right. buy your own condom. Right. You have to buy your own condom, and that's why I want to use my voice. I want to volunteer myself to my country to be the face of HIV in Liberia so that I can help to spread awareness about HIV in Liberia so young people can know that HIV is real because the stigma in Liberia is high. When I was in Liberia, I never knew I have HIV, but every time I go to Liberia, I visit the HIV clinic and I see HIV patients, even though they never knew that I was HIV positive at that time, but I take, I take my time to go there. Because I knew that I was HIV positive. So I go to the hospital and I see HIV patients. I go to a place called Blackgate. They are dying from the virus because most of them, they are in denial. They don't want to take the medication. They rather go into the church to go and pray to God for the virus to to disappear from their body. So, But we know that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There is is no way that's going to happen. And, and that's why I want to stand up. I'm standing up to spread awareness about HIV. With my stigma and all that, I want to I want to stand up to help people. Well, I I to help I am so happy to have this conversation with you today. And you know, I am going to definitely help um, spread the word um, to let people know about Fatsu. To let people know to go to uh, your Facebook or any of your social media. Um, to help you spread the word um, about HIV and, like you said, to remove that stigma. And, I mean, thank God, I mean, here in the States, we do have easy access to condoms and, you know, things like that to help protect us um, from the virus. But it's about really speaking out and about it. And when we all come together is when change will come to a head. Is when things will change yes. when we stick together. Yes, it's Monique. It's true. We need to talk about HIV, not just taking the medication, coming home and closing the door. That does not help. Because there are a lot of young people in Liberia. They are dying from HIV every day. When you go on my Facebook page, you see the amount of young people I speak to from Liberia, from JFK Clinic. 
it's too much. For 14 years, some of them cannot even afford to go and get that medication. Wow. Just because of transportation, transportation, they cannot afford to go for that medication in Liberia. Wow. So the medication is there, it's just very expensive. The medication is there, it's free, but the distance where people live, they have no, okay. no, some of them don't have anything there. I brought a lady on my page, she's a sex worker, and she came on my page, actually I came to raise a fund for her, but then she made people so afraid that if people don't help her, she's going to spread the virus. And she have already spread the virus to a lot of people, she admitted that on my page. So people were so angry, so, and that's why I said to, for me to go down to Liberia and spread the awareness about HIV is very important for my country because there is nothing going on about HIV. There is no awareness in Liberia about HIV. People are so afraid to even come out in public to say, I am HIV positive. Right. Go and get tested with your medication. There is nobody doing that in Liberia. People are very, very afraid to stand up as an HIV patient in Liberia. To, wow. To, to so you're talking you're talking about three different issues here. You're talking about um, the stigma of uh, being HIV positive. Yeah. You're talking about people are yeah. afraid to even come out to even speak about it. So, so the awareness of it. And you're talking yeah. about the accessibility. So there's people yeah. and th- there's a distance from the clinic. Is that what, that's what you're saying? That people can't even yeah, access it. Yes, there is a distance. Some people, they wow. have to drive their one away from, from the town to another part of this clinic. Sometimes they go to the other clinic, no drugs. They have to go to the other clinic. And when they don't have money, they don't go back anymore to that clinic. If they don't have transportation to get to the next clinic, they don't go back. They just go home and continue living with all drugs and continue to spread the virus. Wow. Yeah. And so how can people... Issue. Go ahead, honey. I think that's a big problem in Liberia because people don't have, we don't have a community in Liberia that wants HIV and youth can able to go and get some help, like for transportation or something, or like to create some job, you know, like like some training place for them so they can able to be strong and learn some trade that they can tell their story tomorrow. If they sick man, then they can go back and do something with their life. We don't have that in Liberia. There is no place for HIV people to go and wow. they have coffee, meet each other, nothing. Like everybody is on their own. Everybody is in a shadow, stigma and shame. Wow. And most, yeah. is it is it true that, would you say that, that the majority of these cases are passed through children at birth? Or do you think that it's having unprotected sex with someone who is HIV positive? What, what would you say would be the number one way that this virus is spreading in Liberia? It's from sex to sex, you know. With all condoms, people are not protecting themselves okay. when they're having sex. Okay. And yeah, they don't know, they don't know their status and they're born in more children in Liberia with the HIV virus. Because so they both. don't have they don't have the tools to protect the women from from not transferring the virus to, to the baby. They don't have that material. So today children are still born in Africa, in Liberia with, with, with HIV virus. I got some young babies on my page that are born with the HIV virus. Their mother is nineteen years. And I speak to them, you know. 
important like child with a virus. I talk to nice also. They don't have the material. The nice only try to protect themselves from the virus when they when they trying to 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 deliver a HIV patient, pregnant woman. They only try to protect themselves or only baby. So most women in Liberia when they have the virus, they born a child with the HIV virus. Right. Even today in Liberia. Yeah. So the baby is born. So that right there is helping to multiply to spread the virus, right? Because these mothers are having babies. Now I'm wondering if these I'm wondering if these mothers even know that they even had a virus. Do you think that they are aware that they have the virus or they just are not sure or they don't know? They they are aware because when they born the babies, they take them to the clinic. They take them to the clinic and they they take the test. Maybe when they are like six months or one year, and then the child start the tablet. Maybe when they are one year old or maybe seven months. Yes, I get a lot of children that I got two years old child on my page that born with a viral, lose the mother and father. I got a lot of children on my page that lose their parents and they live with their grandparents. They have the virus. Because my parents, they didn't want to take the tablet. So the virus ended up killing them and they born the babies, the babies who have the virus. Yes. So you're talking a major, you're, you're talking about a major situation. You're talking about pretty much a pandemic of HIV oh, yeah. in Liberia. Yes, for sure. That's what's happening in Liberia right now. HIV is so high. Wow. So, so high. So it's two pandemic going on right now. There's there's the COVID-19, and then there's also HIV mm-hmm. happening right now. Yes, and they don't even talk about HIV in Liberia. It's like HIV is not there, but when you go to JFK, you go to Redemption Clinic, you go to Blackgate, you see HIV patients. They are falling in the street in Blackgate. In a place called Blackgate, when they about to die, this, that's where they carry them. In denial, that's where they carry them. So the virus is high. And that's why I want to be a, a volunteer in Liberia to be able to raise funds, to buy my ticket 2022 and go to Liberia. I mean, 2022, I'll be able to go to Liberia and do spread awareness about HIV so that my sticker can be all over Liberia to clean their school. I able to reach out to school to clean it to different HIV places to give awareness so that young people can know that HIV is real. You have to go and get this and be careful, you know. HIV is here. We are living with HIV. So that is my dream for my country, but the support I'm seeing from my people on Facebook is so little. It's so little. Wow. Yeah, nothing. I, well, anything that I can do to help you spread that awareness, to help you be the face of HIV awareness, um, you have my support, uh, even even though I'm here in the States. Um, you have yeah. my support, and, and I, I am with you um, on this journey. And, you know, and, and this is what it's about, is absolutely um, making a sisterhood and making, you know, because we, we are all one and we need to uplift one another and you know celebrate one another and make each other aware of of what's happening so any way that i can help you to do that absolutely will you tell all the listeners out there um 
how they can get in contact with you, how they can, what is your Facebook information? How can people reach out to Fatu? My Facebook information is Fatu Dole. Fatu, F-A-T-U, Fatu Dole, D-O-R-L-E-Y, Dole. That is my Facebook, my HIV story page. And uh, my telephone number is, can I call my number on this live or what? <laughs> That's up <Wow>. to you. <laughs> That's up to you if you like to do that. Do you have an email address? I have an email address. I can send you my email tomorrow or tonight when we finish. I can type my email to you. Okay. Do you want to tell the people your email address? My email is flomofatu75 at yahoo.com. That is my email Okay, now what yeah. is your GoFundMe? I, I know you said that you had a GoFundMe um, page set up that is going to help. Now, what specifically this GoFundMe is going to help you bring awareness and to, to Liberia of, of HIV? The GoFundMe is about me able to get in a ticket for her and my daughter to be able to go to Liberia in July 2022. Because that will be the time I will have more time here in Sweden to able to to go to Liberia and do my awareness. That's the reason why I opened the GoFundMe page to able to get tickets so that I able to afford to buy tickets to go to Liberia and spread awareness about HIV in my uh, country. Okay. Liberia. Now, how do you actually plan yeah. on spreading the awareness in Liberia? Like, how do you plan on you're going to get to Liberia and what is it that you're going to specifically do in Liberia? In Liberia, when I get to Liberia, I'm going to meet some women that on ground that on the field with HIV that live there with HIV in the clinic. Okay. The first thing I'm gonna I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go to different clinics like GSK Redemption Clinic, to high schools. We'll have my own uh, group in Liberia called Host of Hope Fatu Fatu Host of Hope. We're gonna have that group. We'll print the T-shirt. I will have few people on ground. I want to print my T-shirt. We will go in public, public places, high school, uh, marketplaces, uh, different HIV clinic sites, different sites around Liberia to spread awareness, make some stickers, stickers to some places in Liberia so that people can actually see me and they can say, yeah, Fatou is HIV positive and she encouraging us to to take our medication, to get tested, that is my goal. So stand before people and tell them that HIV is real. So we should be careful. We should support each other and stop stigmatizing each other so that we, other people can get a strength to, to grow in the HIV virus and, and take care of their community and their friends, their loved ones. That is my mission in Liberia, to, to be a volunteer for my country. To spread more awareness around Liberia. That's a wonderful, yes. wonderful vision that you that you could take your pain, the st- the stigma that you had to endure, and yes. hope and change that into something that's going to be so powerful and productive. And that I I, yes. I salute you, sister, for your courage and for your bravery um, to basically stand amongst this adversity and to to admit openly to the world. You are speaking to the world. Having this interview with me right now, you're talking to the world about 
being yeah. HIV positive, about what it is that you hope to change. And it, it's, it's very courageous of you to do that. Not many people can, you know, stand up on a soapbox and get on a microphone and basically tell the world, I have HIV or this is what I have or this is what I'm going through. That, that takes a lot of courage to do that. Yes. I actually, I actually make the decision on our, when I knew our HIV positive, I make this plan in my head that as long, well, I'm coming from my background and all that, I'm going to tell my story on HIV so that other people like myself from my country cannot be silent when they know that they are HIV positive. And plus my stigma, I went through in this country. It gave me more courage to talk about HIV so that no other person, no Liberian or no black woman can come in Malmo here and face in the stigma that I had to go through with my daughter. My daughter was three years old when they was stigmatizing me in this country. Right. And now she's 10. Yeah, she's 10. And she know my life. She know what I go through. We both are on Facebook and give me awareness about HIV. My daughter on this journey with me. She is my biggest supporter. Because mm-hmm. it right. was so bad. It was so bad for me in this country. And for me to see myself coming out today in public, it changed a lot. For me, it made me to feel good. The step I'm taking in my life to, to encourage people so that people cannot live on a stigma and silence, especially in Liberia. This is what I want to do. Wow. It's, yeah. it's so powerful, sister. I, I am so honor that that you are here with us today can you tell the people um the name of your gofundme my gofundme is fatu fatu flomo widasin gofundme that is the name of my gofundme fatu flomo widasin because of hope of of fatu go for me page, you know, to donate money for transportation for me to go to Liberia. Well, I know I will definitely be donating um, to your to your page and um, <clears throat> sharing the awareness and taking. And I send, you, I send you the link on WhatsApp. My go for me. I share with you on your WhatsApp page. I share with yes, you that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um maybe Yeah. So I, I I really hope so your goal is to get to Liberia in twenty twenty two. That's what you said. Yeah, That's that is my goal. Yeah, that is my biggest step. I want to take to twenty twenty two in July. I want to be able to raise this money to get to Liberia and spread awareness about HIV. Or with just I alone, it's not possible to do it all by myself. I need some help. I need some people around to join me, to support me in my journey. Right. You know, like you, what you doing now? I need some help. So people can come around me. Those The people that believe in what I'm trying to bring in Liberia is me a lot for the country, for you, for people, you know, so they can help to make this dream to come true. Because Right. Right. I so so it's like so a few things people. it's like a few things that you have to get that you have to get done. You have to be able to obviously get there but to to perhaps 
provide some type of transportation so people can get to the medication or, you know, get funded with condoms. You know, maybe there can be some type of um, sponsorship of condoms that you can have to and you can, you know, give to the people of, of Liberia. You know, maybe there can be. Yeah. I, w- I would love to donate tw- towards that cause. Absolutely. Thank you so much, this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I would love to have transportation for you, especially for, for teenagers, you know, like in a pool. Like on their medication day, they can able to get transportation to go to the, to the hospital, to get their medication, to get their blood uh, tested, to see the viral load and all that. Or condor, they might be able to get some condor. That is my dream. These are all the good things I'm looking forward to for Liberia. Now, yes. what do you what do you think that it is? Because it's it's 2021, and yes. they're still not speaking about HIV, like as if it's not real, even in this even in this year of 2021. In Liberia, the reason why they don't speak about HIV is because of the stigma. The stigma is very, very high in Liberia. Wow. The stigma is so high that Liberians don't want to be identified with HIV. They don't want to be identified and the virus is living with them. We are living with the virus in Liberia. Even in Sudan, I was so stigma here. For many years, I was stigma and they feel very comfortable. So me that like living in Europe, they can stigma me. I, I talk about people that are living in Liberia. That stigma is very high. I talk to a lot of young children. And it's all about the stigma. Some of them don't want to go to the hospital, even to get a medication. They afraid for people to see them and talk about them. Some some of them have the virus that parents don't know. Some of them twenty twenty four they have the virus that parents don't know they have the virus. But they can reach up to me because they hear me talking about HIV on Facebook. Some of them come into my inbox and share that story with me. Right. That's how. Yes. So powerful. This is so powerful yeah. what you're doing, what you're doing, allowing yeah. yourself to be available um, for this cause, allowing yourself to be available to people to to share in their thoughts or their worry or, or their questions or their concerns. Yeah. It's just it, it's such a powerful thing that you are doing. And it, it just, you know, it, I. I can't even fathom living with a virus and not being able to seek help <laughs> or not being able to, you know, um, seek those resources and being stigmatized for having something. Um, I, it's just, it's, it's hard for me to even wrap my mind ar- around that. And, you know, this is, this is why it's, we got to have these conversations. It, it takes these types of conversations to change that narrative and you yeah. know, and to remind the people back home, back here in the states, that you know how blessed that we are to have accessibility uh, to these medications, to these resources, yeah. and yeah. to stand up and to help out and to be and show appreciation. Of, of what we have. I think a lot of times, you know, people go about their lives and we're not really taking in or being appreciative mm-hmm. of what we really have. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Lot, so I, I want yeah. 
all the people out there who are listening, who are tuned in, um, especially here in the States, um, is to, to learn to appreciate the accessibility. I, I, I'm speaking with you, a person who understands to, what it's like to not have that accessibility and that there's places in the yeah. world that, you know, they don't have that access, that the medication is not available to them. And mm. they're dying uh, from a disease, mm. from a virus. Um, yeah. Not because the medication is not there, but because they don't have access to it. And they're too yeah. afraid to stand up to ask for it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a wow. Big it's a huge problem. Yeah. It, is. it is. Would you say that's the number one thing killing people in Liberia today? Oh yeah, the 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 access to medication because of transportation is killing a lot of people. The virus is spreading so fast in Liberia, and the stigma is killing people in Liberia. That's one big problem they have in Liberia when it comes to the HIV community. We don't even have a community where people go is just to the clinic. Like in Sweden, when you feel a little bit depressed, you can go to a place that you will meet. Your kind of a people that live with HIV, you know, you will interact, you will do some some games, you will you will do some coloring, you will change number and know each other. But Liberia, they have nothing like that. The children are so depressed. HIV youth are so depressed in Liberia. Some of them just go about spreading the virus because they are angry. Their voice cannot be heard. Nobody cares. So they just continue oh. to spread the virus in Liberia. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I wish you all the best um, in your endeavors and, and, and spreading this word um, about this virus and bringing awareness and, you know, raising your funds. And I, I just really hope the best for you. Um, and how I can I ask you, how is it living with this virus? How I mean, you, you're doing well today. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God today. I'm in the best place. My medication is good. I take my medication every blessing day. I take my tablet. I never missed my tablet since I knew I was HIV positive. I take my tablet every day. But from the beginning with the medication, it was very, very tough. Because the medication, the side effect, it treats people differently. Okay. From the beginning, I was, I was very depressed, a bad dream. The trauma, talking by myself, looning there, you find yourself in a deep place. It's, it was so hard for me, like two straight years, two years, I was in a very bad place with my medication. But after some years now, my medication is the best. I love it. Right. <laughs> I love it so and much. It's just a it tablet? Keeps, it's just a tablet. It's okay. just a tablet. They call it Gambodia, it's just a tablet. I take one before I was taking three pills for for almost fifteen years, but today I only taking one pill. Wow. And That's... it's it really, really good. It keeps me looking good and strong. Is it expensive? Uh this tablet I get it free in Sweden, but the press that only here is called about five thousand Swedish kuna per month for one of the bottles, but I don't pay for it though. That is the price they put there. It's five thousand per five five thousand Swedish kuna per month for one month. 
but I get it very free. Free. I don't pay anything. Yeah. It's very free for me here in Sweden. Very, very free. So Sweden has a good accessibility to this medication. Oh, yeah. Sweden has a good one. Nobody pay for medication here. Just go and get it. You have it. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So are you doing AIDS awareness in Sweden? Yes. I'm in a group here called a uh, positive group. So they, 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 they're going to put me in, into that program next year so that I will be advocating direct to the immigrant in Sweden, in the black community for the immigrant in different schools, on different programs. So they're going to fit me into that program for next year, from January. Yeah, on next year, January. So when they having something that will get me in for immigrant, because I'm the only immigrant in Malmö that come out and talking about HIV on Facebook. So they're going to fit me in a program. That's what we talk about when I go to the office. They call them positive group. Yeah. Wow. So you're so you're very mm-hmm. active in your community. Um, oh yeah. Oh yes. I'm very very active. That's I'm very active. I've been to people from South Africa, from Zimbabwe, Tanzania. They come, they record my voice, they take my picture. When they come for training about HIV, they come to know about the medication. They just say, I'm the volunteer there. I'm the only one that stood up among all the women. So when they, when they come here to learn more, I just stand up for them. They ask me all the questions they need to know, take picture, record my voice, and they take it back with them. So. I've been very, very active for many years since I knew I was HIV positive in the community. Yeah. Wow. That is just so wonderful um, that you're involved. And like I said, that you, you, you took, you know, something that is very dear to you and turned it into power to give you a voice to speak um, for everyone on behalf of everyone. So... Yeah. it's such a wonderful thing yeah. that you're doing. You know, I, I, I think sometimes when we, you know, are really passionate about something, we just drive forward. We just keep doing it. We're not really thinking about, you know, how positive of an impact that we're making because we're just going full steam ahead. So I, I really hope you understand um, the, the, yeah. the, the power that, the powerful message that, that you're, you're trying to portray and, you know, speaking up and speaking out, um, is just, yeah. it's going to pull everybody together. It's, it's going to allow for there to be change. Yes. That is my dream to make change in people's lives. So stand up. We all cannot be silent. So I just choose to be that woman in Liberia to come out be a volunteer so they can see my poster everywhere in Liberia so people can know that. It's just right. It's real. Right. It's right. real. So we cannot deny it. We, we cannot avoid it. We just have to encourage each other. We leave the stigma and encourage each other, encourage our loved ones so that we can all be strong in the community. That's right. So, that how, so your family what? back, I'm sure you still have family back in Liberia, correct? What? Do you have family still back in Liberia? Yes, but now I have my my two boys and my twin sister. They are in Gambia. 
that's where they are right now. But I think moving forward in the future, I would love for them to go back to Liberia. I have my brothers, my oldest brother, my sister, they are in Liberia. But my family, like my children, my twin sister, they are in Gambia. That's where they live now. How do they feel about the work that yeah. you're doing for HIV awareness? Oh my God, they are so supportive. My children, you don't take them, they are watching me here now on live. They follow me every platform I go on. They just support me. My sons are happy because they were also attacked in Gambia. My two boys, my twin sister, my family were called HIV positive because when people knew that I was HIV here, so the message reached to Gambia. So people attacked my family in Gambia, physically, calling oh them HIV positive in Gambia. HIV positive, they were calling my family and my children, all of them are HIV negative. They are not positive. Oh, wow. They are negative. But because of the community, don't have a lot of information on, on HIV, so they don't think twice. They just call my children HIV positive. But today, as I came up, I bring my children test. I made them to know that my children is HIV free. So I believe now they will not I'm not my children anymore because I told them that bullying cannot touch me. My skin is too thick for someone to bully I and my family. And that's why I came, I came out on Facebook. I came out in public so that other people cannot go through what I have to go through. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, yeah. that's some powerful stuff. That's some powerful yeah. stuff that your family had to endure. You know, like that. that's really serious. And this this is probably what even pushed you even more into this field to bring awareness because these things are, you know, what you went through and what your family went through. And that's probably what allowed you to realize how serious that this is and why you, you, you need to do something about it. Yes. Yes. That's why I'm taking this step because it was so, it was disturbing for my children. They were that young age. They were talking about them until the girl, uh, when I came out in public, my children were happy. My twin sister was also happy. She also knew that I was HIV positive for some years back. But because of the stigma in Africa, so she couldn't even tell me that I was HIV positive. The doctor knew that I was HIV positive. They canceled my sister instead of me. They told my sister that I was HIV positive. But they couldn't tell me, as my sister said to me. But I could understand her feeling because the stigma around HIV at that time, it was worse. So I think she was afraid to even tell me that Fatou, you are HIV positive for years until I came out before she told me. And I understand her fear and the pain she was going through. I understand because... Well, what I go through here, just imagine knowing back then that I'm HIV positive out. Maybe by now I will be gone. I won't be here anymore. Nobody could hear my voice and see me. So I'm so grateful she joined me in my HIV journey. She's supporting me. And she can definitely understand today what I'm going with my HIV story. So it's been a sad, long year for me being in silence and stigma. It's been a long year. Yeah. Wow. That 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 must be that must have been a lonely long journey to have to have traveled, you know, alone. Yes, very very much, very much alone, silent. Well, I've been silent for many. Years. Right. 
Well, I'm so happy that you were able to kind of turn your your pain into power and use your voice um, for perseverance to move forward and to be a voice of so many people um, throughout the world and um, to be the face of, of something that is, you know, looked overlooked or underlooked or or uh, uninformed about and to want to educate to want to educate and uplift is 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 such a powerful thing so um to all the listeners out there um i do have a a resource line for anyone out there who would like to seek information uh in regards to hiv um, it would be 800-235-2331. And that is the HIV hotline here in the States. If you want to give a call, if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you need to reach out to someone, um, that is a hotline number, and they're available and open 24 hours. And again, that number is 800-235-2331. So once again, Fatu, I, I, I want to once again thank you so much for coming on Up Close with Monique McNeil today. Is there anything else that you would like to share um, with the world? I would just love to tell the world, your viewer, that let them please support me. Let them support my journey to Liberia. I'm a single mother, and I want to get on this journey to be able to spread the awareness about HIV in my country. In Mama Liberia, I need support, I need help. And I can also drop my telephone number on your line. If somebody wants to reach up to me, they can call me on my number. Too. Okay, uh, you can give them your number. Okay. 0046 That is my number in Sweden. You want to call me? You can call me on that number. That would be nice. Please support my journey to Liberia. This is me. This is my truth story. I'm standing in. I want to be able to impact life on other people so that Liberian children can get on a on other stigma and they can go and take that medication because they are dying so much from silence, from stigma in Liberia. You know. So please, y'all help me and support your girlfriend too. I'm here to work for my country with all my heart. I love you so much this morning for reaching up to me, for having this beautiful interview with me. It makes me feel so good. Absolutely. We're, we're, yeah. we're going to do a lot of things um, together in, in, in the future. I can, I can already tell that. Um, we, we, we're gonna, we just created a sisterhood, and we're going to um, invite others to join in this sisterhood and to really – like you said, spread, uh, spread awareness and to uplift one another. Yeah. Like like you said, you're all the way in Sweden and I'm here in the United States. And, you know, this yeah. topic of HIV has brought us together. And, you know, yeah. me allow opening up my platform for you to come in here and, and speak about that. It has been an honor. And I, I thank you thank so much for being on our show today. And um, I wish you, you. Yes, I wish you the best and good health and, and to take care and we'll be in touch very soon okay this morning thank you for having me thank you have so a beautiful much. night thank you <laughs> thank you so bye much bye 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 b